Hello, hello, and welcome to Here We Are Today. This is Betsy, and this is the Here We Are Today podcast. The almost daily or every other daily uh, podcast about the joys and the challenges of the human experience from my life experience and my experience of coaching and working with hundreds of people. And I would call this show experimental. It's a, it's a very... Um, it's got a lot of shows for being experimental, right? It's an ongoing personal creative, but mainly service-oriented project where my hopes is that by coming on here, I can provide you with some sort of regular cadence of stories, perspective, insights that may connect with something in you that hopefully provides you with some level of encouragement, support, and... Um, maybe getting even more of your own information about what's appropriate for you. So also it's fun. So thanks for being here. Here we are today. Hey, 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 it is February 9th, 2022. This is Betsy. How you doing today? Today's Wednesday. It's 347 Pacific time over here. And um, my voice is a little shaky. I'm a little sweaty. I'm a little... <laughs> I, I've probably talked about how... Did I already say here we are today? I'm a little frazzled. Here we are today, everybody. I think I said it. Um, well, it's true. Here we are today. I'm a little shaky on the insides because I had some jasmine tea. And also this other drink that had mango in it. So yum. And I have a caffeine sensitivity. Blah, blah, blah. This will be another medical musings. <laughs> Partial of medical musings. Um, the reason that my voice is a little bit shaky is not just the caffeine, but um, I was getting in the car this morning with my wife to take her to a doctor's appointment and um my seat was pushed up for farther than usual so when i we were leaving a few minutes later than i we planned even though we always schedule buffer time for our leaving time so we were there early anyway but brag 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 <laughs> Hashtag adulting. Um, nailing it. Uh, P.S. I was late to literally everything until I was like, who knows? Yesterday, days old. No, I'm just kidding. Um, at least 30. At least 30. I was late a lot. My French teacher in high school for my uh, AP French class was Giovanna Lammers, Italian woman who... I loved her. She was phenomenal. And in French class, you go by your French name. Well, my name's Elizabeth, so it's Elisabeth in French. Elisabeth, whatever. It's not like I'm pronouncing it perfectly. But if you say like L, to say like the Elizabeth would be L'Elisabeth because you'd say L apostrophe because it's an E. So I would show up late first hour to French AP French class every single day. I showed up late. I, I was never a morning person. I've always been a later afternoon night person. And I would come in 
class starts at who knows too early 750 755 it's like what anyway i walk in at 8 805 whatever 810 and i did giovanna lammers miss madame lammers okay let's give her the respect she deserves she would say l'elisabeth <laughs> with like a in french with a italian accent <laughs> l'elisabeth like the elizabeth is here um i mean that's generous right um for a teacher to just say okay she's here i don't think i got in trouble um i'm sure i didn't i think she just figured out, me out that i was had a, had a hard time rolling in so thank you for that compassion and understanding um mrs lammers uh so anyways back to my story so i am she she already had gotten in the car with Riley, our dog, and then I was coming. She said, will you bring the leash and come out? So I get the le leash and lock the door, and I'm kind of rushing to hop in the car, and I open the door, and I, like, aggressively jump in the car, like, way too aggressively. And the seat was further up than normal, and I it was like I just full-on jammed my knee on the dashboard like to the left of the steering wheel like where your knee right knee would go in but like go in and not hit anything but I mean I just jumped up and just nailed it and then stumbled backwards and practically <laughs> fell, fell on the front lawn and I'm leaning over and I'm since I'm a former athlete my relationship to these experiences I'm is I'm sure a lot like if you're you're an athlete would respond which is a lot different than maybe someone who's does not have an experience as an athlete which is you're kind of like in that moment like whoa that hurts really bad and you're just kind of trying to get your bearings and you're just like oh god and you're kind of groaning and you're like okay and i'm holding it and i'm bent over and then then after a few beats you're like how bad is it like, can I walk? <laughs> it's like, can I walk? Is it bleeding? <laughs> Have I broken something? This is the knee I've had reconstructed surgery on. So I had an ACL reconstruction where the middle third of my... Just skip ahead if you don't like medical musings. This is just not the episode for you if you don't like my medical musings. I should have a little song. Medical musings. Okay. I can sing that better, but I have had a patellar tendon graft. So the patellar tendon that goes from your kneecap down to the top of the tibia, that tendon, which is that front tendon on your knee, the middle third they remove to then create an ACL. So that middle third was removed and then it healed up. So I kind of have a little bit of a dip in that part, but then I also have like screws in the tibia where they screwed in the ACL to bring it through that is what I jammed like full speed need my, my dashboard. So I'm, I'm on the ground. I'm almost on the ground. I'm, I'm holding my knee and I'm thinking, okay, how bad is this? And I'm feeling like, okay, this is, this really hurts. And I'm thinking this is medium. Like I didn't 
I don't think I broke anything. I didn't, it's just going to hurt. You know, you can, I can kind of tell. And then you have more adrenaline at first when you hurt yourself. And my wife is like, well, do you want me to drive? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I can drive. <laughs> I get in and I think I'm thinking to myself, what would make it dangerous to drive? Like if I couldn't move my foot, if, if you're getting to this point, then you probably should just say, yeah, you should just, just let your partner drive. But I'm stubborn and I'm like, by the way, I, I don't think I would do it if I thought it was going to be unsafe, but I like to show that I can do it. So there's a fine line there. By the way, we got there safely. We got home safely. There's no other thing that happened with the car. It was totally fine. However, I get driving and it hurts a little and I can feel because of the previous knee surgery, I don't have full feeling in that knee. So the problem with hurting that knee is I don't know how bad it hurts because I can't feel it. It starts to hurt in areas where I do have feeling. And then I'm thinking, well, this actually could be bad. And then it starts getting really cold. And then I'm like, oh, um, <laughs> is it still, we're on the highway. I'm like, is my foot still working? It's still working. But I'm, I'm thinking to myself, this is not good. Not that I'm driving, but it really hurts. And I'm about to take her to this doctor's appointment, which I'm not allowed to go in there with her. So I sit in the parking lot. But I can't sit out there without icing it. It's that bad. I need to ice it. So then I'm telling her, well, I'm going to be okay. I said, look, I won't go into your doctor's office with you and ask for an ice pack because I know that might make you feel embarrassed or uncomfortable. But I know we're going to this building that has a bunch of different medical clinics. I got to get some ice from somebody. So I walk in with her. She goes into her appointment and I walk down the hallway with her to drop her off there. And I say, I'm cause I'm reading all the different clinic types of clinics up and down the hallway. And I'm also not trying to go into a busy clinic where a bunch of people are. And, you know, it's like COVID times. Like I'm not trying to do that, but it's like cardiology, radiology. I'm thinking they're not having any ice packs. Like, so I'm trying to read all the clinic names for when they're going to have an ice pack. Orthopedic surgery was the second to last on my way back out to the car. And I thought, yeah, here we go. So I go in the clinic and here I am. So essentially off the street. I'm not there for an appointment. Uh, I go and the person, there's nobody in the waiting room. And it's clearly like a clinic for some orthopedic surgeons who meet their patients in clinic before you know, outside of their surgeries. Right. So the woman behind the front desk and she's behind the glass and she's kind of looking at her computer and then she looks up at me. Yeah. Can I help you? And I'm like, hi. Um, so I'm just wondering if you can help me. I just dropped my wife off at her doctor's appointment and on my way, I jammed my, I nailed my knee really bad on the dashboard of the car and it really hurts. I said, I know this is kind of strange, but I saw your orthopedic surgery and this is actually a knee I've had surgery on. I'm wondering if it, I, I could have an ice pack. And she said, oh yeah, sure. So then she asked the other person, can you go get an ice pack? And they don't know me from anybody, right? They go get an ice pack, come out. It's the one that you pop. And I knew that's the kind they were going to get me, which, you know, beggars can't be choosers at this point. Like, uh, I would like real ice cause that's actually better for my injury, but I'm not saying that I'm grateful to get the pop and ice pack. So she hands it me, I pop it. I get in the car. I ice it. Good. I'm icing now. That's why my voice is a little bit like, uh, you know, because it hurts and I'm, I'm icing. 
I'm going to be fine. I mean, I maybe broke it a little bit, <laughs> but I can walk. It only get a shooting pain every 10 steps or so. Every 10 steps or so. And on top of that, my other medical musing is that this carpal tunnel or whatever tendonitis I'm having in my arm and my hand keeps coming back. And so I need to get that addressed as well because I'm getting shooting pains. I'm getting numbness. My right arm and my right leg now. So that's where we're at. So now how long did that take me to get through all the medical musings? Um, what else was I going to talk about today? So this is what happens when I get talking and my computer starts locking up the front screen that I can't see how long I've been talking. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So I wonder how you're feeling today. And, um, you know, did you get any bumps and bruises? It's always good to ice right away when you have, <laughs> when you have an, this is not medical advice. I love in my coaching calls with clients that I give so many disclaimers. I'm like, uh, let me just say, first of all, cause I used to do financial coaching. I'm like, let me just say, first of all, I am not a licensed accountant. I'm not a, I'm not giving you investment advice. I'm not, um, I'm not an attorney. I'm also not a physician. I'm not, I'm not a dentist. I, this is not dental advice. <laughs> what was one? Oh, I often say I'm not a therapist. I'm not here to do therapy. I encourage clients to get therapy. I get therapy. So, you know, don't be afraid to ask for ice. You know, there's another time that I broke my nose. Um, I've told that story, I think. Oh, I don't know. Medical musings. I broke my nose and um, was out and about and um, was picking up burritos for my sister and I and at Papalote in San Francisco, which is a phenomenal taqueria. I asked for a bag of ice and they gave it to me and I iced my face because I had broken my nose. But, you know, these times that I've the response time that I am now is much better than when I was younger. Like the, I broke my nose. I iced it right away. I knew I broke it. I didn't go to the doctor till a week later. This is about five years ago. Um, playground, playground accident, playground accident. And I was 39. <laughs> uh, so I, I looked down and my nephew was jumping up and he hit, we bought, let's just say we bopped. He was okay. <laughs> um, but a week later I, I was coaching a bunch of physicians and working at a medical facility. And that was a place that I had health insurance to cover. So I scheduled an appointment to see an ear, nose and throat doctor after I was coaching and working with a bunch of physicians and I went in there and uh, skip ahead if you don't want to hear medical stories. You already have probably if you don't like medical stories. And um, the short of it is she had to re-break it. She had to re-break it. She had to re-break it. And just kind of like without any anesthesia. So that was traumatic. Um, I won't tell you how because, I mean, do you, who wants to hear those details? Text me. Ask me. Email me. Send me a DM. I'll explain you everything about it. But she had to break it. And then she gave me a nose cast. <laughs> I'll, I will put this as one of the pictures on 
Instagram, which I haven't posted anything on the Here We Are Today podcast Instagram, but I will one of these days when I feel called to do so. I had a cast on my nose and I had two big gigs coming up and they said, wear this for a week. You have to wear it because it's now the cartilage, everything needs to kind of reset and grow. And if you don't wear it, then it's vulnerable. Oh man, was that funny wearing that little, it's like a stick on kind of nose cast. Oh my gosh. I I made a bunch of jokes. Like I had to on when I'm on stage wearing a nose cast, I had to, I felt like I needed to and wanted to say what was going on on my nose. <laughs> and I made some joke. I was like, well, when we're all done, you can all sign my cast. <laughs> it's like 50 people in the room. Um, before I think there was maybe three gigs that week. And the third time I was going on stage right beforehand and you don't get it wet, you know, cause is adhesive, but I think it was the steam in the bathroom, the, this nose cast right before I'm about to go out on stage and do this session, this cast starts sliding down my nose. And this isn't the kind of thing where you could re-adhere it, right? Like, no. It's sliding slowly. And I look at my colleague and she looks at me and she's like, wow, it looks better. Than, <laughs> it looks better than it did before. Now I had previously broken my nose um, in high school. That's another great story. I was 15 partying. Um, somebody had broken like one of the stems on the on a railing, on a banister, like one of those up and down. And I was telling, I fixed it. I popped it back in. Cause I didn't want my parent, my friend was having this house party without anybody knowing, you know, she's going to get in trouble with her parents. I said, I'm going to pop this back in. Well, my friend, I'm like 15 and just wandering around trying to like tell everybody about how I fixed this banister. I tell my friend, I say, look, I fixed the banister and she pops it out. I'm standing on the other side on the stairway and she's on the top side you know, where like the second story is and I'm down the stairs standing, looking up at her and she goes, Oh, I'll get it back in. And she goes, boom, boom, boom. And she hits this thing all the way through and it just nails me right on the bridge of my nose. And I mean, that put me, that put me down. It knocked me down. I was bleeding. I, we had to get ice out. The police came to break up the party. I'm walking out of the party with ice on my face. I told my parents that well, I had a story ready to tell my parents. They didn't ask me about it. I don't think it was really, they were looking at my face too much those days. <laughs> I don't know. But I had a whole story about how I was, quote unquote, playing basketball and somebody's nail, like, cut me on the nose. I had this whole, you know, you're a teenager. You have the whole elaborate story. I didn't get to tell it. Um... So we've just gone on this cascade of medical musings between my nose break, wearing a cast, and then that sliding up. My nose actually did kind of look better because I think maybe that doctor fixed the break from what I had done when I was 15. I don't know. And there was like a part that was kind of divot in. Ah, pff, who knows? Um, that's my ice. Take off the ice. You hear that ringing. You got to take 20 minutes. Take off the ice. Um, and then the other medical musing, this reminds me of how, of like the time of you addressing things. Like when you have a little cut, like, do you address it? Like, are you getting some Neosporin and putting a bandaid on it? Are you icing something right away? 
Um, Memorial Day to 2002. I was running a sales training workshop because I was working a lot and training people to sell knives. And um, summer was a busy time. So here I am, 23 years old, and lived in an apartment that you walk in the front door and it goes upstairs, right? So I had like, you should have seen this laptop. This laptop probably weighed 10 pounds. It was two and a half inches thick. It came with this huge bag. So I had that bag, and then I had another bag, and then I had these dress pants that were kind of wide and long, and I'm rushing to get out of the house. Another rushing to get out of the house story, and my heel catches the right heel that I was wearing, heels, catches on the left pant leg. Okay, so now my arms are full of these two heavy bags. My heel catches on the pant leg, and I go falling down the stairs. Well, I didn't go, like, ass over apple cart. I tripped, and then I was able to get my feet out in front of me. Another athlete story, thank goodness. But what ended up taking the brunt of everything was my butt. Boom, 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 boom. Now I'm at the bottom of the stairs in a heap. But this is right in the time frame of time where I was like really overlooking my emotional and physical and mental health and pain. I was drinking a lot. I was in a lot of self-absorption, which happens when you're kind of like in these hard times or times in life. I'm at the bottom of the stairs and I'm like, whoa, that hurts so bad. And I knew I hurt my tailbone really bad. I was pretty sure I broke it. And I thought, I better get to where I'm going. So I get myself up, I get in the car, and I drive to run this training. And the whole time, I'm in excruciating pain. And I can't sit down because I feel like I've broke my butt. So I stand up, I run the training. Well, I was newly dating someone at that time. And after, I think it was six weeks, this person was like, sick of me complaining about how my butt hurt, how sitting for a long time hurt. It was just like, I was talking about it, but I wasn't addressing it. And so she was like, you got to go to the doctor because this is a big problem. You've obviously heard it really bad. By the time I went to the doctor, they told me I broke my tailbone and badly and it was too late to sit on a donut or try to have it fixed. So I have a broken tailbone still. It kind of just goes at an angle. So all so many, I won't tell any more medical musings, but what I will say is how might we practice and in what ways addressing our emotional, physical, spiritual, psychological pain, like address it, be attentive to it. What does that look like? Like, what does it look like? And particularly emotional or or mental or spiritual pain. Um, Maybe when it's a physical ailment or pain, then it's something that we could say, it's clear to us what addressing it looks like, going to the doctor, patching it up, putting on a 
ace bandage, icing it, resting it, putting it, elevating. I mean, what is the injury, right? These are not, it's not appropriate for all injuries. Here are my blanket healing strategies. Um, but when it comes to like emotional pain, what does it look like? Like what's the equivalent to putting a Band-Aid or resting or seeking support? And I think that in our culture, it's a lot more obvious to us, like what the healing solutions are when it's something physical. And I think there's a lot a greater permission for us to create time and space to address physical ailments. Um, I think more and more it's becoming normalized to need mental health or to take mental health leave or medical leave for mental or emotional health reasons, which I think is really important and wonderful when we have those options. Um, but what does that look like for you? And, and when you ask yourself right now, like, what do you need right now? And is there something that you want to address? Um, maybe it's that you feeling a little overwhelmed or you're feeling tired or maybe it's an opportunity to take a bath and light a candle or listen to some music, write in a journal. Maybe it's just going and sitting in the sun. Maybe it's, maybe it's sitting in the sun without your phone or anything else for 10 minutes. There was a time I really was having a hard time uh, a couple years ago and I would was I was in deep kind of grieving and struggling with my mental health and I said to myself I was going to sit in the sun for 15 minutes every day. And that was very nourishing at that time. So I, I encourage you to ask you, you know, I, I tell all these stories and they're so funny and silly and just, you know, and what is one thing that you can do for yourself that's nurturing or caring or addressing something that's you're having discomfort? Just to take it one step at a time. So. Thanks for being here with me. I like being here with you a lot. Thanks for listening. And um, I'm sending you lots of love today and every day. All right. Bye-bye.